Welcome to Extraordinary Ordinary People Podcast, where we are finding wonder in the ordinary by telling the extraordinary stories of ordinary people. Today, I want you guys to meet my friend, Johnny Simroska. All right, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, Johnny Simroska, Marine Corps Air Station, Yuma, Arizona, Traffic Safety Manager, as well as Army Reservist, the 416th Civil Affairs Battalion, and former Marine. In this episode, Johnny and I are going to talk about motorcycles, racing motorcycles, how you can learn to ride a motorcycle, why 250s are better starter bikes and race bikes than 600s or 1000s, and life lessons learned from riding a motorcycle, or specifically from racing in Johnny's case. So if you've ever wanted to learn how to ride a motorcycle and get some insight into what it's like to race motorcycles competitively, then this is the episode for you. Stay tuned for more from my friend, Johnny Simroska. Also note that Johnny has a really crazy life story, and I love to talk to him about it. So we have another episode with Johnny where he and I talk specifically about his life story. So check out that story with Johnny as well on Extraordinary Ordinary People Podcast, or as I like to call it, XOP Podcast. So I work with Johnny's dad, Rainy Simroska, and I can attest that they have their differences, but they also have many things in common, including their love of high adrenaline activities. So Johnny, I'm going to list a few things and I'm probably going to miss some, but uh, motorcycle racing, Mm -hmm. dirt biking, Mm -hmm. flying airplanes, Mm -hmm. snow sports, you snowboard, Snowboard, rainy snow skis. Yeah. Anything else? Water sports. Water sports. Yep. Yep. Basically anything that has sports in it. Yeah. Or involves lots of adrenaline. It has to be intense. Yeah. Yeah. Mountain biking, downhill mountain biking. That's my new thing lately. Been addicting. You are a motorcycle safety instructor. I am. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, How did you get into being a motorcycle safety instructor? What Um, is a motorcycle safety instructor first? Basically, teaches... I teach the basic riders course and also the advanced riders course. And a lot of people use it for state licensing reasons and to get a discount on their insurance. That's what I did. Also, when I started, I had no clue how to ride a motorcycle. Mm I had never even uh, sat on a motorcycle, put my hands on... I don't even... Handlebars? Handlebars. I really call it the steering. <laughs> Not the steering wheel. I still say... Yes. I haven't been doing this long enough. I still say dumb stuff like drive my motorcycle and... You can drive. Steering yeah, bars. Sure. It's, you ride. You yeah. don't drive a horse. Everyone out there, you ride a motorcycle. Don't <laughs> yeah. say drive motorcycle in front of this guy because he will roast you. <laughs> Just making a minor correction is all. I'm not. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you teach specifically Marines, correct? I do. I used to teach civilians, but my focus is more mainly Marines. So you teach them how to ride a motorcycle and how to ride safely. Yeah. And we go all the way to advanced riding techniques um, and to higher speeds because just the basics isn't enough. You know, we got to get you out of that parking lot. Right. Yeah. yeah. I wish that we had had, I had had an opportunity for that. So by the time I finished my course, like I could ride a motorcycle, but there was no way I was getting on the road with other vehicles. Do you want to join the Marine Corps? <laughs> we'll pay for all that. Well, it's too late. Now I know how to ride. You've already given me lessons, so sorry. It's true. It's I don't true. need Marine Corps anymore. Mm. 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 Yeah, so actually, you gave me lessons when I had my motorcycle, when I was terrified of it, because uh, I I took the course, found a motorcycle, got on it, was like, oh, yeah, I like rode around, mm. and then stopped, and then, eep, 
fell, fell over. over. Yeah, the bike was a little too tall for me. Sport bikes are taller than Cruisers. your cruiser. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the weight is way different. There's actually a high center of gravity on a sport bike. Oh, all right. Yeah, makes sense why I fell over. Mm-hmm. So since then, all right, you taught me how to use the clutch and whatnot, and then you took me to ride mini motos. Yeah, so probably like the most fun thing I've done in my life up until this point. It's gonna get more fun here shortly. Oh, it's just that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, mini motos. Yes, what mini motos are are 65 cc dirt bikes usually or smaller. So think of a small kid's dirt bike, and then we put 12 inch rims on them front and rear yeah tiny rims with slicks or like racing slicks racing tires so slicks don't have all the tread for water displacement it's just so that it gets slick yeah and gets hot and sticky yeah so you can have better traction yeah so you feel like you're invincible and turns you can just send it in a corner (laughs) just send it yeah and just it'll stick right um but you have to turn you can't get freaked out otherwise you'll go go on the wall stuff yeah, we might have a video of me doing that. Yeah. No, thankfully, you stopped recording right before I ran into that wall. Yeah. On the mini moto. Yeah, that was, that was It's gonna happen. Yeah. I've I've even hit a wall plenty of times uh, on the mini moto track and big big bike. Yeah. yeah. You know, speaking of hitting wall, I feel like the biggest thing in in most things in life, but especially like for me with the motorcycle, and I think of this too with uh, snow skiing, is like if you have that mental. If you have that fear, it's like there's a wall. Mm-hmm. And once you have the confidence and you're like, all right, I'm going to go for it. I believe I can do it. Then it's gone. And you're like, oh, I could do that. That yeah. was amazing. So yeah. um, fear is a wall. It literally is a wall. We actually have an experiment that has been used to prove fear to people. What? Tell me yeah. about this. Okay. So imagine a hallway. Okay. And I put two cones up and I say, hey, I want you to run as fast as you possibly can. And after you pass these cones, come to a complete stop. Okay. And then we'll just say it takes you 10 feet. To stop. To stop. Okay. And there's plenty of room down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to put a wall in front of you 12 feet out. So now I'm going to have that lane facing a wall at 12 feet. As mm-hmm. long as you do what you did last time, you're going to stop, stop at 10 feet. Yeah. As soon as you see that wall and you're at a dead sprint, guess what you end up doing? Slowing down. You end up slowing down and you're scared. You're like, what if I trip? What if I don't make it? What if I don't stop as good? What what if, when you start getting all these what ifs in your head and then you get afraid that you're going to like head first into this brick wall. So fear takes over and you slow down and your times change. Yeah. Pretty cool experiment, huh? That is a cool experiment. It's literally a wall. Yeah. Literally a wall. Yeah. I like that. So the next step for me that I'm going to be terribly afraid of is I'm getting on the track with my actual bike, my CBR 250R. Yeah. Brat. Yes. At the end of this month, right? Or Uh, next month. End of October. End of October. Yeah, October 29th. Well, by the time this is up, it'll be up. Oh, roasting me. (laughs) All right, Johnny. You know what? Maybe I won't put it up at all. Oh. Oh. Oh, just give me a copy. Yeah. So I'm going to be learning about motorcycle racing, which is something that you've done as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been uh, racing since like 2012. Yeah, so quite, quite, quite many years so far. Just for fun? Competitively. So what does that mean specifically? Like, I mean, anything I do is a competition, right? right? So we do club racing, and it's regional club racing. And then you have the national level. So the only way to get to the national level of uh, Moto America is to excel in the regional areas and once you can start winning and getting your expert license in a regional competition club racing then you can try out for moto america and compete in the national circuit pretty uh pretty t- 
stiff competition up there. It takes a lot of money. So that's why people get sponsored though, right? Correct. Yes. So getting sponsored helps out a lot. I did get quite a bit of support while I was racing, but you don't start with support right away. A lot of it's coming out of your pocket. It's hard to get a full ride sponsorship. There's just people that will help you along. So I got quite a bit of help from Fox Motorsports Racing, and it was a team started by Sherry Fox. And she was just all about benefiting up and coming racers to get them to the next level. And she was a huge help with just tires and transportation and just like coaching. You were doing this full time or just on the weekends for fun or? Long weekends, I'm starting weekdays, traveling to trainings. Like she also would sponsor us track days. Basically, it was a lot of my life was spent going to track. I was committed pretty much 100%. If I wasn't working, I was somehow training to go to the track or setting up or working on the bike, getting something dialed in or some type of training regimen, whether it's more cardio, cycling or riding dirt bikes or something. It would involve two wheels, anything to get me faster on the track. And I did. I got quite quite a bit faster. Got my expert license at Chukwala Valley Motorcycle Association. Yeah, so I did that. I definitely also experienced some pretty gnarly crashes. Okay, so tell us a story about a pretty gnarly crash you had. Okay, the gnarliest cl- crash I had was one that put me in the hospital. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, le- unfortunately, I didn't get that one on video. But if you want to check out my YouTube channel, there's a couple of crashes on there. And what's uh, your YouTube channel? Uh, just type in like C Spot Ride um, in the YouTube box, YouTube search box. C Spot Ride, all one word. C Spot Ride. C Spot Ride. S E E S P O T R I D E. Yep, and it'll sh- my name will pop up, Johnson Roska, and uh, you'll see my YouTube channel. Uh. So this bad crash was basically me me going off the track at about 65 miles an hour was as slow as I could make it go. I was going about 120 before I realized like I don't got this and I just got scared and I went straight and I hit the brakes as hard as I could went into the dirt I hit a berm going probably around 55 miles an hour like a big what is that um berm is like a mound of dirt that's used to like hold something in like motorcycle cars from going just (laughs) miles into the desert right so I hit this like mound of dirt basically at 50 miles an hour and I thought well I've ridden dirt bikes I'll just jump it just send it over this berm well I got really jacked up from that so the bike went up the berm and my body kept going straight so I ran into the bike as it went up the berm and then I got catapulted about 30 feet busted my head on the bike um, went flying got knocked out um, woke up with the wind knocked out of me somehow searching for air could not still breathe was started digging in the sand thinking that I'd find more air in the dirt because there was obviously no air in the air (laughs) so I was like maybe it's down here like I don't know I started like swimming into the earth like okay and then I passed out again yeah it was pretty it was pretty bad uh uh, head trauma there luckily it was right by the ambulance so (laughs) they showed up really fast woke up with puddles of blood on my eye sockets it was really bad wreck luckily all my gear saved my life right so when I'm on the track I wear all the gear leather suit chest protector back protector racing boots racing gloves all that stuff helmet and of course a helmet yeah, <laughs> yeah. full face helmet yeah so so, so what yeah. were your injuries basically just really bruised up oh that's it pretty much yeah wow um, lucky the chest protector was really what took a lot of the hit um, I would have probably broken some ribs if I didn't have that chest protector. Not a lot of people actually wear them um, when they're road racing, but I'm a huge pusher of that as long as, as well as back protector. I ended up going into the hospital. On my way to the hospital on the ride there, I lost my ability to read. To read? To read, yes. I could not read words. I would look at words and then it would look like Chinese almost. So I, I, I could decipher the first letter of every word. Like, oh, it starts with a W, but I would just read words that start with W. It was It was pretty bad brain injury. 
concussion that I had. Definitely. So they did so they did their scans. Oh, the ambulance also caught on fire on the way to the hospital. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Johnny, what is your life? Oh, that was that was just a wreck. That whole day was just a wreck. Yeah. yeah. So they they ended up giving me a different ambulance and comping my ambulance ride. So that was nice of them, I guess. That's a crazy crash. But I got back on the bike, right? And I was definitely afraid <laughs> the next time I got on the track because um, my body was like, "Hey, last time you did this, we went through a lot." I got back on it, kept going, keep working on it, and. I took some more training, got my confidence back, started removing the fear, started focusing more on the technique. When you start focusing on a technique, you don't have room for fear to overcome your actions. Kept working at it, and before you know it, I started racing fast with all the fast guys. And there's still room for me to grow, of course. So what do you feel that riding a motorcycle or racing teaches you about life? Are there any life lessons? I know we've kind of talked a little bit right now about overcoming fear it, it, and yeah. how that will really hold you back. Huge on that. Um, you ever heard of saying, how do you make a million dollars racing? No. You start with two million, <laughs> and you'll have a million by the end of it. <laughs> So life lessons is I can definitely stretch out my wallet and live on very little for the benefit of experiences in life, commitment to something. And even if you're not really good at it right away, if you stay committed to it and you just kind of don't give up on yourself and you just keep trying, but don't keep doing the same thing over and over again, expect something different, a different result, right? Albert Einstein quote. So you have to experiment. You have to change things. If you only do it one way, guess what? You're, you might not find out how to properly do it. The focus, the focus you have during a race, it's kind of how you should focus on anything you do in life, right? You want to write a paper? You want to read a book, you want to do something well, properly have a conversation with somebody, you have to be 100% focused on that. In in those moments of racing, you're 100, there's nothing like, like, did I take the trash out yesterday? Like that is not on your mind, <laughs> okay? It's like 100%, what am I doing right now? And 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 that's everything, like you're, all your mental power is thinking about that and passing, and passing people and just not trying to crash. <laughs> uh, where to break, where to turn, where to get on the gas, you're just constantly focusing on that it's it's it's, uh it's super intense it's something that uh um, that i look forward to it's it's what i get out of flying you know it's all these things like if you don't do it well the consequences are very severe right so um it's good so if someone wants to get into riding motorcycles Uh what would you recommend for them I would recommend signing up for your local class. Um, your, lo- your local motorcycle safety. If that's course, what they offer in your area. safety course. Yeah, if that's what they offer in your area, Motorcycle Safety Foundation. There's different ones across the country. It just depends what state you're in. Um, and try it out. Um, yeah, only... try it out even before you get a bike because they provide a bike. Correct. You might take the class and decide, oh, I don't think I like motorcycles. Correct. And that's totally awesome choice because um, it's definitely dangerous. And that kind of makes me feel good that you're not going to become a motorcycle statistic. Nice. So then if they do take the course, though, they will learn a lot of safety stuff. And then there are courses where you can even learn more advanced stuff. There are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then if people want to see more of your racing stuff, they can go to your YouTube channel, there C-Spot are. Ride. Yep. And I got a lot of uh, uh, videos up there um, where I was racing a Yamaha R6 for a while. That's what I actually started on. And then I actually had the most fun racing a Ninja 250. 
Yeah. What's up, 250s? Yeah. So that's actually a really good bike, 250, 300 cc range to start with. Start with. That's what I have. Right. 250. Yeah. Don't believe what everyone says. Oh, you got to start on 600. Trust me. I learned so much going to the track and actually riding around 600s and 1000 cc sport bike on a 250 cc motorcycle. They they would only beat me on the straightaways. So why is it that the 250 could do better than the 600s and thousands? Um, weight in a corner is huge. So on on a track you have 17 corners, you have three straightaways. I'm gonna be faster than you in 17 corners, and you'll be faster than me in three straightaways. So to everyone out there who, if you're like me, everyone's telling you, oh. Why are you going to 250? You're going to be tired of that in two weeks. You need to get a 600, get a thousand. Uh, what I always use to tell them is actually what your dad told me. Uh-huh. Uh, he was like, oh, Johnny can uh, turn in lap times faster with a 250 than those bikes. I would just tell people that. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, are you going to go to the track? Because if you do, I'm going to beat you. Yep. So Seriously. people out there, you can use that one. Yeah. It's the most satisfying feeling to beat somebody with 30 horsepower. Then they have like 180 horsepower. You're like, dude. What's up? Sign up for my class. <laughs> hey, Johnny, thanks for coming and talking with me today. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, you'll have me again soon. Hopefully, I'll have my pilot's license by then. Whoop, then we can talk about flying. Yes, and all, oh my gosh, the fears that I've been experiencing with flying. And, we can, and I can tell you all about the walls I've been breaking past and, and the time I stalled 500 feet above the freeway. All right. So, well, yeah. All right. That's continued. our next podcast. So, y'all listen in for that one. Yeah. To be continued. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Once again, that was an interview with my friend Johnny Simraska, and we were talking about motorcycles. But as you heard, Johnny also has a lot to talk about, about flying airplanes and all the other crazy stuff he does. And don't forget to check out the other episode I did with Johnny, where we talk about his life story. So... Thanks again for tuning in to XOP Podcast. If you would like to tell your story or know someone who would like to tell a story or teach other people about something you know how to do, contact me at xoppodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and SoundCloud and hopefully soon on iTunes. Again, my name is Caitlin Butler. Thanks so much for listening in. See you guys soon. Bye.